Hey, 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 how y'all doing? It's your girl, Didi Leggett, a.k.a. The Core Queen. I am back with another episode of The Core Queen Podcast, and I have an amazingly famous guest. Okay. DJ Chuck T. Okay, all right. I, I like that <laughs> intro, amazingly famous. I like them yes. words. I'm so happy to have you. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, you for inviting know. me. I appreciate it. I mean, why not? Who... Who don't know DJ Chuck T? I don't know, man. You know, there's a lot of people who um have been living <laughs> under a rock for the last 20 years. <laughs> Look, it was funny because when I sent my uh your picture to my media group to do uh -huh. a flyer, the guy was like, damn, say I slanging Chuck T. Yeah, like, yeah, damn, nah, yep. <laughs> yep, from the mixtapes, man. You know, that was that was really how I got. Uh, my name and got my my credibility and my recognition from the mixtape game. He started yep. screenshotting. He was like, "I got this one." I was like, "Oh, you really know Chuck?" <laughs> he was excited. Yeah, so. no cap as Atlanta <laughs> people say, no cap. Listen, so y'all, if y'all don't know who DJ Chuck T is, I'm gonna give y'all this amazing bio that he has because he kind of like that guy, mm, you okay. know. So we are gonna let y'all know, let the people know who he is. DJ Chuck T is held as a pioneer and trailblazer in the Carolina hip hop music scene. After mm -hmm. starting his journey in the music industry in 1998 as a recording artist, DJ Chuck mm -hmm. T released an album entitled 843 Baller. Okay. Yep. You was an 843 Baller? Yes, ma'am. Well, come on now. Underneath the name Priest. Uh-oh. He must have been preaching then. Okay. And he quickly gained notoriety in the South Carolina music scene. Before hanging up his mic in 2001, he worked with notable Southern artists such as Pastor Troy, Everybody know Pastor Troy. Everybody know that Troy. Guy. Everybody. Three Six Mafia. Mm -hmm. And he gained the interest of then Epic Records AR Joe Serini. Yup. For the next two years, Chuck T tried his hand at producing, engineering, and artist management before he finally landed a job at local Charleston radio station Hot 98 as a production assistant. Mm -hmm. You was out there grinding. Grinding. Look, Sheesh. grinding, getting it in. You know, you you uh you gotta find your way sometimes. Listen, you these folks don't know nothing about that these days. I'm just saying they want the easy way. So <laughs> we'll get to that though. We'll get to that. <laughs> While working at the radio station, he picked up an interest in the DJing, and eventually he bought a pair of turntables and fell in love with the art form. Yep. He began making mixtapes, DJing parties, and was featured on BET's Rap City and MTV's Mixtape Mondays on numerous occasions. Mm -hmm. Since 2003, DJ Chuck T has won more than 35 plus awards for DJing, and his critically acclaimed Down South Slangin' Mixtape series is considered a staple in the Southern hip-hop community. Mm -hmm. After 20 plus years in the music industry, DJ Chuck T still actively DJs and he breaks records. Yes, ma'am. just DJing your bar mitzvahs, okay? He breaking <laughs> records. <laughs> in, two, in 2019, he founded the Foundation of Music. Y'all, let me tell y'all something. Sign up. Please do. Y'all dumb. Sorry, I'm sorry. Which helps aspiring artists <laughs> learn the music business. In 2021, he signed a contract with the Charlotte Hornets to organize and host the NBA's first ever, not second, not third, first, first ever. ever music industry night. DJ Chuck T, a.k.a. the most powerful man in Carolina music. Yeah. Welcome. We got that right. Yes. I, I feel like that's pretty accurate. I, feel I like probably need to update my bio. I got a few more um, accolades mm. I need mm. to add to that thing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> don't, don't little him, okay? Do not little him. No, no, no. Him. Big Chuck. Not big Chuck all the way. <laughs> big Chuck. Big Chuck T. Look, speaking of Big Chuck, 
how did you come up with the name Chuck T? So, um, like you said in the bio, I didn't really get into the game as a DJ. I came right. into the game or the music industry, as you want to call it, as an artist. So my name was Priest. And when they used to call me Priest because I used to bless the mic. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I, I I used to bless the mic. Come on and bless the mic. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why they called okay. me priest. So uh, once I made my transition into DJing, I didn't have a DJ name. Mm. Um, I was just DJing a little hole in the walls, little bars, lounges. Okay. You know, I'm from South Carolina, so you know, little backwoods spots mm -hmm. with you know they 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 uh they frying chicken in the club. <laughs> You got roosters in the club. The best spots, though. You know what I'm saying? Oh, by far. You know, that I used to be able to get in my bag and really, really DJ. Uh -huh. um, and, and thank God for those spots because that's how I was able to sort of get my music knowledge up. Okay. Because I would have to DJ for people my age. And, you know, at the time, I was maybe like 23, 24. Mm -hmm. um, but then I would have to DJ for the old heads, too. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So I, that right there is how I built up my music catalog, built up my music knowledge. But okay. I didn't have a DJ name at the time. I was just you know, playing some music. I was just DJing. I wasn't even really sort of taking it too seriously. Mm -hmm. So they just used to call me Chuck Town because I'm from Charleston, South oh. Carolina. So they would pick up the phone. Hey, Chuck Town, what you doing tonight? Come drive three hours over here and DJ for 50 bucks and, and, <laughs> and, 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 and we'll give you free liquor all night. You know, but right. that's what I had to do to get in the game. So I used to do it. And once um I started really getting a name and, 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 and really... uh in my opinion, getting some notoriety, mm -hmm. I had to come up with a DJ name because okay. they, they went from me just being somebody they call last minute to actually being a name on the flyer. Now I'm uh -huh. a feature. You know, I'm not opening up for anybody. Now I'm a name. So they're asking me, what name do you put on the flyer? Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. And that's when I was like, hey, real quick, like, look, just, just put Chuck T. Y'all already calling me Chuck Town. So we'll just shorten it up okay. to Chuck T. Put the DJ in front. Now it's DJ Chuck T. Wow. How organic is that? Okay. Super organic. That really was <laughs> right. organic. I fell into that. That's you know? what's up. Okay. Definitely fell into that. So what made you pivot from being the, the artist to the DJ? I got tired of lying on records. You know, a lot of these artists, they will look seriously though. A lot of these artists, they get on the records and they just lie. The whole 16 bars just be lying. The hook be lying. The ad libs, it just lies. Like they talk about drugs they never sold, people they never killed. You know what I'm saying? Women they never slept with, you know, cars they never drove, jewelry they never had. And um, I just wasn't raised like that. So um, I eventually got to a point where I said, you know what, this is just too much. I, 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 I never, ever, ever moved a kilo of cocaine, but I'm on the records acting <laughs> like I sold a kilo of cocaine. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, no. I did my thing a little pound of weed here, pound of weed there, but right. never no Pablo Escobar type right. numbers like I was talking about in my music. Mm. Um, and like I said, it just didn't sit well with me. I have a conscience. You know, a lot of these people, they say, oh, it's entertainment, it's entertainment. Uh -uh. But I uh, I understand the power of words. Ooh. So even if it is entertainment, mm. you know, the imagery that you're putting out there. And I, I just didn't, I, it, I didn't feel comfortable, you know, just making up so mm. much of my lifestyle, mm. you know, and putting it on records. So I, I tried my hand at a lot of different things. I tried my hand at, because I, I knew I wanted to be involved with music. Okay. I've been involved with music my whole life. So I tried my hand at production. Um, management, artist management, ran a label for a second, worked in the studio, 
I mean, the list went on and on and on and on and on. Like I literally have been on every last single side of the the mic, the business side and in front of the mic, uh, even production. So uh, I, I ended up doing a lot of local uh, shows because as an artist, especially back then, we mm. talking about 98, 99. Okay. There wasn't any talent showcases. Now, you mm. know, you can you can toss a penny in there and come down, you hit a talent showcase. Right. Or artist showcase. Back then, there wasn't really much of anything. So I started doing showcases, not just for um, the artists, but for the producers as well, for the oh. music community back home, because we needed something. We needed a place to sort of showcase our talent, showcase our skills, mm -hmm. network, promote. Um, and I used to be in the radio station all the time buying ads. You know, this is before social media. Right. So we had to really, really buy ads from yeah. the radio station. We bought TV ads from Comcast or Time Warner, oh, wow. put ads in newspapers, all that. We did the old school with handout flyers. Nowadays, you'd be like, hand out flyers? Oh, my God. You want me to hand out a flyer? <laughs> you know, but um, uh, I was in the radio station so much buying ads, not just for my shows, but, you know, for uh my mixtapes, because I was doing mixtapes at the mm -hmm. time as well. That um, they offered me a job. So my first job oh. in radio was at ad sales. Really? Yeah, it wasn't even um, you know, as an on-air personality or as a DJ. It was in ad sales, and we wow. had uh, a young man who uh was in production, mm -hmm. and he just started getting swamped with with work. And I don't know if you know anything about radio ads, but you know, if you're a salesperson and you go and you get somebody to buy a radio ad, you have to wait on the production team to, to make the ad, to cut the ad. Okay. So my clients used to call me and say, hey, my ad was supposed to air tonight. Um, I didn't hear it. And I would call down the production. Oh, man, we backed up this, that, and other. So they just started really, really messing up my money so bad uh. because people pay for ads. They mm -hmm. want to hear the ads that I started making my own ads. Oh, so that's how you got into the yeah. So the general manager, side. yeah, the general manager of the radio station heard a different voice doing ads oh. on the radio. He said, "Who is that?" They said, "Oh, that's the salesperson." You know, he he <laughs> does he does his own ads because production takes forever, and that's when the general manager of the radio station, his name his name uh, was Cliff Fletcher, rest in peace. Uh -huh. Um, he moved me over to production. He said, "You know what? You can still sell ads, but we need you in production." Uh -huh. And uh, I was in production probably about six seven months. And I ended up having um, uh, a colleague of mine who was on the radio. He got suspended. Um, don't want to talk about what he did. Uh -oh. But he ended up getting suspended. <laughs> no, nobody wanted to fill in for him on air. So you know me. I took advantage of the opportunity. Right. I raised my hand. I said, look, I don't really know much about what's going on back here behind this computer. Uh -huh. But I, I learned quick. Put me on the air. And they put me on the air. Killed it. Um, but that's when I realized that the radio hosts and personalities can't touch the playlist. The people who really have control over the playlist are the mixers, the people mm. who actually come in and mix, the actual DJs. Mm -hmm. And that's when I bought me some turntables, taught myself how to DJ. And, um, you know, another situation came about where they needed a mixer. I raised my <laughs> hand. Hey, put me on the air, bro. Put me on the air. And they put me on the air and I bombed. I tanked. You it was bombed? It was horrible. <laughs> It was horrible. I know you thought I was about to say I, I killed it. No, I did not kill it. It was I I I, I did kill it, but not in a good way. It what was happened? bad. It was bad. Why was it so bad? Man, look, next question, please. Oh my God. <laughs>
<laughs> now it 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 was bad. It was bad. But you know, fast forward. Um, you know, fast forward twenty years, man. You know, God is good. Mm-hmm. I, I say I'm one of the best in the game right Absolutely. now. Whether it be parties, whether it be weddings, whether it be bar mitzvahs, whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I can really get in there. But you know, the fact that I bombed made me go back mm. in the studio. Made me go back in my bedroom and really, really, really work on my DJing as a skill, as an mm, art form. Right. Like my song selections, everything. You know, my 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 transitions, my drops, my liners, how I uh um how I speak on the mic. Like mm. it, it really, really amped me up because boy, they was they was roasting me. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Dang. It was bad. Okay. It was bad. Well, how do you? Since you were an artist, mm-hmm. um, how, in your opinion, has the music industry changed since you were an artist till now? Oh, by far, it has changed a lot. You got to remember, we had no social media back then. Right. I got in um, as social media was, or not even social media, but as the internet was starting to become prominent. Right. Uh, so it was a lot of footwork. It was a lot of legwork. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of money. There was none of these in-home studios. Mm-hmm. You couldn't just, oh, yeah. you know, put 1500 up and build your own studio back then you know you had to have some real paper because we you recorded on real equipment Mm. there was no cheap you know uh all-in-one consoles and all-in-one units um it took some money Mm. you know what i'm saying and it not just it, it not only took money to actually be able to rap um or just do music in general but then to get your name out there you had to put in that uh, work in the streets, right? You know what I'm saying. So you know, we used to have to 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 pass out flyers. We used to have to go to all the football games, this high school football games, mm-hmm. college football games. You used to have to go to all of the uh the malls, and you know there wasn't no oh I'm gonna just hop on social media, make a post, and then hit boost post, right? Or go on mm-hmm. YouTube and, and and hit uh run ads. Like it was not that easy. We had to get out there. We had to yeah. shoot commercials. No iPhones. You had to have the real big, the big uh, um, cameras. Yeah, the camcorders, you know, and then we would send them over to Comcast and Time Warner, put them on TV. Um, But but the game wasn't as crowded. I was going to ask you that. It wasn't as saturated. It wasn't as as saturated. So you, you were respected. Nowadays, you know, if you say you're a rapper, people don't even respect you. Nope. They like. Yeah, women definitely turn up their face. Exactly. (laughs) But back then, I used to be like, yo, I'm a rapper. And they would, you know, be like, I want to suck you off right now. (laughs) Right now. Especially because we had real CDs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now I got something to actually show for it. Yeah. Nowadays, people just say, oh, I'm a rapper. They'd be like, well, what you got? They don't have nothing. They yeah. don't have a CD, a flyer, well, you a got poster. YouTube. You got exactly. You, you want to go on YouTube? Oh, let me see your phone. I'm gonna oh, take you there. So yeah, back then you got real respect, especially yeah. if um you know you you had real live product. Um, Absolutely. But the game is the game is uh has definitely changed. There, a lot of people would say that there's more mo- there was more money in it back in the day, um but there's more money in it now. Yeah, I think I mean because it's like easier. I think because you can. 
not I would I wouldn't say it's easier. Say it's, easy. it's, it's more spread out, but it's, it's uh, but I mean the competition is what doesn't make it easier, but it's easier to get it. Yeah. But it's just you gotta you gotta fight through the noise. You gotta yeah. fight through the ten thousand rappers. Oh my god. But there's a million ways to get money that, now. Back yeah, in the day, it, it was it was literally just you know just I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, yeah I'm gonna I'm a make I'm gonna make a CD, put it out, and sell it. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, that was it. Like rap was not prominent. You wasn't getting on. You know, uh, commercials. They wasn't using our money, uh, using our oh, music in commercials Lord, like that. They weren't using our music in movies like that. Mm. Um, even major brands, they weren't using our our music mm -hmm. for major brands and clothing lines. And you weren't getting no sponsorships. Like it was, it was hard. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was hard, but it was easier to count back then. Yeah, it was and easier think, to count. I think what you're saying that. The folks that are in the game now don't appreciate that. Oh no, they definitely don't. It's like y'all so understand what had to happen for y'all mm. to get to this. They they super lazy. They don't appreciate yeah. it. They they and 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 you can tell just by the way they carry themselves. Mm. You know, it's it's arrogance out Ooh, the gate. No shit. look, no accomplishments, but you super <laughs> arrogant. Like I can literally go to your your Spotify monthly listeners and mm -hmm. you have less than two thousand monthly listeners, yeah. but you walk around the city like people owe you something. Yeah, like only because you got social media and it looked exactly like you exactly. doing something. Yeah, just just made a post the other day. Can we be winning in real life, not just on social media? Exactly. Nah, you're correct. <sighs> oh, child. Oh, lord. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know what I'm so, saying. This is probably one of the questions that everybody wants me to ask. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, the next few questions, actually. Okay. So what is your assessment of the Carolina music scene? My assessment is it's a growing music scene, but we still are a consumer market and not a producer mm. market. Great answer. So not expecting that. we, you know, we, you know, because this is that, you know, because I am tapped in with yeah. the industry, because I, I do communicate with the labels and the streaming platforms and the people who are actually, you know, uh, in charge of the music and mm -hmm. the business, you know, the Carolinas is the place where records get broken. This is the place where artists are broken. This is the place where a lot of the the groundwork the legwork the footwork um the foundations are laid for artists to be successful the mm -hmm. carolinas the carolinas have the highest concentration of urban and urban ac and um you know r&b radio stations okay. highest concentration in one area mm -hmm. um we have the biggest military bases mm -hmm. and we have the right. most hbcus mm -hmm. that makes it extremely easy for people who know the business, know the game, and are ready to do the work mm. to break. That's how I broke. I'm from a military town. Right. You know, I used to get my mixtapes and go on the military bases, make sure that I get them to all the soldiers, and man, boom. Next thing you know, I got people calling me from Guam, Taiwan, mm -hmm. yep. China, you know what I'm saying, the Philippines. Everybody is, is, all these soldiers are taking my CDs to all these different places. And I had a Chinese distributor Back when I was really, really moving mixtapes, they used to they used to buy three thousand mixtapes for me a month. Oh wow! Yep, it was it was a Chinese distribution company. They wow. would buy three thousand mixtapes a month, but HBCUs as well. I stayed on college campuses. Mm. People used to think I actually went to HBCU. <laughs> There's people who still think I go to HB. Uh, H, I went to HBCU or I'm an HBCU alumni, but I'm not. I just mm -hmm. used to live on campus selling mixtapes. 
Um, but I took advantage of all that. And that's why, you know, um, I feel like I was successful mm -hmm. because I was extremely analytical, but everybody sees that mm -hmm. as far as on the outside looking in, especially the Atlanta artists, they see that and they come here and they take advantage of it. Mm. But our artists don't even care to look and see what's going on around them. You know what I'm saying? Like our artists mm -hmm. are so focused on what's going on outside mm. of the Carolinas that everybody else is focused on what's going on here and they're taking advantage of it. But we're not taking advantage of the gold mine that we have right here. You have artists that will be virtual nobodies, mm -hmm. right? Virtual nobodies. Mm -hmm. And they'll hook up with a few promoters. They'll get them a nice little, you know, record buzzing in Atlanta, or buzzing in New York, or buzzing in Miami. And then they'll come here mm -hmm. and they'll go to Charlotte, Greenville, South Carolina, mm -hmm. uh, Columbia, South Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina, Myrtle Beach, Raleigh, Fayetteville, Wilmington, um, Greensboro, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And then they'll come right back and do it all over again. You know what I'm saying? Like you see artists like Big Boogie in them, the yep, Migos they, they, when they first right. came. Yep. Like you like, man, he's just, do, 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 do they live here? Like they're literally here every 60 days. Yeah. You know, and it's because so many artists understand the Carolinas is a gold mine. I'm trying to think who just did, I think oh, Boss Man D-Lo. So Boss Man D-Lo is one of the hottest new artists out right now. Okay. They asked him on um the Big Facts podcast, what area shows the most love to him? And he said the Carolinas. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Waka Flocka said the same thing years ago. Mm. What area shows you the most love? The Carolinas. They asked uh, Coach K&P. From quality control, mm -hmm. what area do y'all go to to break records first? They say the Carolinas. Everybody comes here first. So what's up with the artists here? Why, why they're they too busy looking at everything else around them. And they're not looking right here. They see what's going on in L.A. They see what's going on in New York. They see what's going on in Memphis. They see what's going on in, 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 in Miami. They see what's going on in Houston. And that's where they want to be at. And they don't understand that all those artists are coming here and they're going on tours and they're basing their tour around the Carolinas. They're either kicking it off here, they're, they're using mm. the Carolinas as a launch pad, or they're finishing the tour here so that they can finish strong. Mm. But you got to think, whenever we have um, HBCU homecoming, mm -hmm. none of our artists, none of them, spend any money to promote during the biggest homecomings in the world. Really, HBCUs, because they only HBCUs are really only here in the Southeast. So yeah, they they skip yeah. over all that. They skip over Johnson C. Smith. They skip over A&T, which is the, the, yeah. the dumbest move ever. You know what I'm saying? They skip over Livingstone. Mm. They skip over Benedict College in South Carolina. They skip over South Carolina State. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. St. Augustine's, Fayetteville State. They skip over all, all of them. You go to any of those homecomers, you don't see any of our artists there taking yeah. advantage of the, the hundreds of thousands of people that they should be taking advantage of. But you know who do be there? Atlanta artists. <laughs> the New York artists. The Memphis artists. Yeah. That's who be right there. The Houston artists. They be right there, front and center. You know, we don't take advantage of any of the 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 tools that we have mm. to be successful. Even when you talk about radio, like I said earlier, uh -huh. the Carolinas has the highest concentration of urban, 
urban AC and R&B stations in the country. That means you don't have to drive, you know, all the way to the other side of the state to have another radio station that can possibly play your music. Even mm -hmm. here in Charlotte, you got Power 98, you got uh, um, Streets 94, and you got 102.5 a block. We got three urban stations right here. Right. Most cities don't even have that. Most, most cities don't have that. Yeah, and we're talking about major cities. Most major right. cities got one urban station and they control it all. They may have two, but you have to be in New York or LA or one of those places. But Charlotte is lucky enough to have three urban stations. But then when I talk to these artists, they don't even have clean music. Oh man. Oh God. Like you, 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 you uh. swear you got the hottest record, you swear you got a hit. You don't even have it clean to take advantage of the radio. Like they really just want to be Instagram famous. They don't want to be famous. I believe that's true. You know what I'm saying? Or, or they don't want to be rich. They want to be famous, but they don't want to be rich. <laughs> you don't. You know what I'm saying? They want to be famous. They they want to be able to go to the club and yep. and look good and get a free bottle and a hookah. They want to be popular. That's fine. They want to be popular. You know what I'm saying? They want to be popular. Yeah. That like that that's that's their currency. And in some cases, being popular can turn into money. Yeah. But our artists don't do it. No. Artists don't turn it into money. No. So you're saying that, okay, so if, if an artist, let's say that that's their, their way, they're, mm -hmm. they're, they they popping okay. in, in, in the sense of popularity in this area, mm -hmm. um, how long should that popularity last before it starts to turn into something else? Um, you, 50 Cent said something a while back in an interview, and he said, if your image is your biggest asset, you're going to end up doing some whole shit. Oh, God. Right? I wasn't ready. If your image <laughs> is your biggest asset, you're going to end up doing some whole Damn. shit. And that's typically what happens here. Mm. They focus on their shit. image so much mm -hmm. in the popularity that when the popularity starts to, to, to fizzle out, uh -huh. they start feeling like they're worthless. So now they about to go do some whole shit thinking they about to get some more popularity, you know? And as long as they can do some bullshit, as long as they can do some whole shit, as long as they can clown on the internet uh, and, and I always tell people, uh, are they laughing with you or are they laughing at you? Right. Right. You may have gotten the likes, you may have gotten the engagement on the post, uh -huh. but are people laughing with you or are they laughing at you? You know what I'm saying? What's come? What are you going to do with those likes and the engagement? Can you sell anything off of that like and engagement? Is it driving people to go stream your music? Mm. Does it make people want to book you? Does it make people want to buy merch? You right. know what I'm saying? So if you putting your child on the internet mm. doing the cussing challenge, you know what I'm saying? Where they put them in the in the bathroom right. and close the door and be like, all right, you can curse just this one time. Right. Okay, cool. You put your child out there. Got your child looking goofy because that stuff never gets erased. So right. 30 years from now, when your child has graduated from college and they want this, 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 this very, very good, high-paying job, you know, and people start scrubbing the internet, uh -huh. um, looking for or searching the internet, because you can't scrub it all, you know, it's still gonna be something up there. Right. Now they see your child at seven years old saying all type of wild shit on the internet. Oh, You're wow. not thinking about that. You you just want your popularity, mm -hmm. your likes and engagement to go up. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But now I see that and somebody like me already know you're willing to do some whole shit. If you're willing to put your kid on the internet and look stupid and curse and look disrespectful and look like they ain't got no yeah. home training, 
and looking like you a bad parent, you willing to sacrifice how people see you just for likes and engagement. Now that makes me not even want to fuck with you because at the end of the day, if your appearance or if your image is your biggest asset, you're going to do some whole shit. Goodness gracious. Woo child. Well, that was a word. I, I mean, I'm just being you, honest. Because yeah. I'm, th- I'm literally thinking like, okay, thinking about stuff on social media. I'm like, yeah. When I see somebody like, okay, they, they've been quiet a little while. And then they pop up and they do something like, well, damn, you had to do all that. Yeah, they had to shit. because the music isn't <laughs> carrying over when the music starts. Down, so they do the whole shit to get attention. It may carry over into the music. But if you're not consistent with the music and mm-hmm. you're not consistently doing something creative to keep the music out there, if you're not constantly creating content based around the music, if you're constantly not trying to spread your music, eventually it's going to fizzle out. The music is the only thing that matters at the end of the day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? How is me putting my child on the internet, cursing, getting me any type of shows? Yeah. How is it driving people to stream my music? Right. The dots ain't connecting, baby. The dots <laughs> don't connect. And, and they don't think like that. They're not no. thinking. Everything has to convert. Right. Everything you do should in some way, shape, or form convert. Yeah. It should I convert. Agree. It should turn over. It should, in some way, shape, or form, it should pay off. How does it pay off in the long run? Yeah. How is this content? Because you know, nowadays people just feel like, oh, I got to create content, content, content. Right. But you got to create meaningful content. Yes, make it make sense. Make it Please make sense. Make it make sense. Oh God. Yeah. So this question, I think, is going probably. I'm. I hope you answer the question. Okay. Actually. All right. <laughs> so if a major label gave you the power to sign three artists from the Carolinas, who would those three artists be? In all honesty, um, I I don't feel like there are any artists right now on my radar that are ready for a major label. Really? Nobody in the whole character? I don't feel like there's anybody who is ready for a major label. We have a lot of artists that are Mm. ready for some partnership deals. Mm. We have uh, a lot of artists that are ready for developmental deals. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of artists that are extremely talented. We have a lot of artists that uh, work hard. Unfortunately, they don't coincide with each other. Like the ones that are talented don't work hard. The ones that don't, (laughs) the the ones that, the ones that do work hard aren't talented. You know, you're not going to get both. You see what I'm saying? You're not going to get both. Damn. You know, you're not going to get both. You got to pick and choose. Um, So we have a lot of artists that can be developed. We mm-hmm. have a ton of people that can be developed mm-hmm. into the type of artists that a major label could come and really invest in. But I feel like right now, we don't have any that are on my radar uh-huh. that a universal could sign okay or that uh a epic records could sign so I, I don't we we have some that a lot of these smaller developmental labels could mm-hmm. definitely pick up okay. and, and, and work with and, and maybe you know uh groom them into being mm-hmm. artists that a major label would sign but i feel like nobody has that full complete package as of yet so what does the full complete package look like so a full complete package would be a Drake type artist. Well, damn. 
right? A Drake Next. type. That's what. That's what. I, <laughs> that, that, that. But but that's that's what I mean. A Drake type artist. You know, Drake naturally didn't start off as big as he is. Right. But right. he had the versatility. <laughs> okay. As far as his rap style went, you know, mm-hmm. he he sang and he rapped. Okay. All right. He still sings and raps. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's dibbled and dabbled into a lot of different subgenres as well. Mm-hmm. You know, people always say, oh, he's trying to make reggaeton and reggae and Afro beats and all that. You know, as an artist, you're supposed to try right. new things, whether it works or not. So, you know, it is what it is, but you're supposed to try. So that 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 talent, that artistry, we don't have the artists who are ready to take those risks. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what a major label looks for because right now, um, the 360 deal is all that major labels are giving. It's mm-hmm. rare that they give out a traditional deal. Okay. So a 360 deal means that a, a label will not just invest in your career on all aspects, but they'll groom you in all aspects of your career. And that's uh acting, that's mm-hmm. that's that they're actually trying to turn you into a brand, so it's not right. just the music. Um, they're trying to make you cross over genres. So if you start off as a rapper, they're trying to actually groom you to be more than just a rapper. You may, you know, go out here and collab with some country singers, some pop right. singers. So you got to not just have, uh, the voice for that or the talent for that, but you got to have the look for that. Uh-huh. They try to get you in the movies, get you in the commercials so that major brands will work uh-huh. with you. They try to partner you up with the NFL and the NBA and things of that nature okay. so that, you know, um, you can tap into all of those different aspects. Then they try to get you to write for other people and write for uh-huh. other brands. Um, so when you look at that and you say, who in the Carolinas would be able to do all of that effectively. You have some that can do a little bit. Like parts of it. Parts of it. Exactly. But you have to look at it. And and this isn't like a shot at the artist here because you got to think. There was an article that Billboard did, Billboard magazine, and they said there hasn't been a major rap or R&B superstar made in the last four years. Think about it. We haven't had any, we've had a lot of small successful artists, right. but we have we haven't there nobody has been able to become a Drake. There hasn't been a Drake that has come from anywhere. Mm. You're right. So it's not even so much as um, you know, like me trying to shit on my people here in the Carolinas. No place right. has been able to produce a mega superstar that a major label would come. And really put a huge bag behind. Okay. You know, so I feel like as as an artist, if you are looking at your career, and this is something when I consult with a lot of artists, I always ask them, what does success look like to you? Because mm. you can be a Drake and be successful. You can also be a young Dolph and be successful. Right. Both of them are millionaires. Yeah, young Dolph. Yeah. Didn't have a, a a whole 757 jet, <laughs> but he did have a fleet of 15 cars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He may not have had a 30,000 square foot ranch with four different houses on it, right. but he did have a 12,000 square foot house, which is huge. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have to sit back and think, what type of music do I make? Do I make the type of music that could possibly get me performances overseas and get mm. artists who do you know, international music to want to collaborate <laughs> with me. No, I don't make that type of music. So uh-huh. you're not going to get there. 
you know, do I make the type of music that would make the NBA or the NFL want to partner with me? Mm. No, you don't. You know, do I make the type of music that would make Kellogg's want to use my music um, in a in a in a in a serial ad or make Revlon want to use my music in a makeup ad? You know what okay. I'm saying? Or make Fabletics want to use my music in a in a in a athletic uh, right. wear ad? A lot of artists don't make that type of music. So do you think? Okay, so you said that there are some artists here that can do. I guess pieces, bits and pieces. pieces, or mm -hmm. even so, like a um, I guess Young Dolph was like a part of like an independent label, maybe. So yeah, he was he he was independent, yeah, but he he had help from a semi-major label. Okay. But a lot of artists, and I've even I've even talked. So Young Dolph had uh, help from Empire, okay. Um, and I've talked to Empire. I've had Empire execs come here, mm -hmm. um, for my Hornets Music Industry Night. I've I've uh, had artists take meetings with Empire uh, Empire Records executives, and they've said the same thing. You know, like they good, but you got to remember if you sign with Empire, we can help you, but you got to be sort of self contained. So Dolph was self contained. He had okay. the street executives, he had Paper Route Empire, he okay. had a staff, he had a team. Yeah. So even the artists that we have here, mm -hmm. that would be a good fit. They don't have a staff. They don't have a team. They're uh -huh. sort of out here on their own. And, you know, when you deal with an artist, excuse me, deal with a label <laughs> like an Empire, which is a developmental label that can upstream you to a major, uh -huh. they look for stuff like that. Uh -huh. So now you're sitting back like, man, I got their attention, but they have a very limited staff. They have the resources, but uh -huh. I got to have a staff and I got to put up the majority of the money. Okay. You know, and that's where they lack at. They don't have the help or the, well, they, they say the help. They don't have the staff and then they don't have the money. So they can have the talent. Mm. They can have the talent and the work ethic, but they ain't got the staff and they ain't got the, the, the they ain't got the money to employ a staff. This is so enlightening. Yeah, so artists, <laughs> listen, artists have to think about this stuff. They sit back and they say, oh, Chuck T and No Limit Larry and, you know, King Carter, Arnold, and, you know, they name all of the people who are successful here in the city. Um, even the people out in, in, in Raleigh, they say, oh, you know, Brian Dawson and all them, they be hating on the artists. They be gatekeeping. They don't want to put us in the game. They don't want to sign us. They don't want to introduce us to the record executives. <laughs> and a lot of times, you know, because we are inside and we know who these people are and mm -hmm. we know what they're looking for and we know you don't fit the criteria. Why would we even set not right. just ourselves up for failure, but set yeah. you up for failure as well? Yeah. I agree. And, you know, because I, I would come from a standpoint of an investor and I'm asking, what would I invest in? And some How of am I going to get my money like, back? <laughs> well, shit. That's the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the main thing. If I, and that's, and I hear that a lot too, like, man, big bro, I just need an investor, big bro. So, man, I know you know the niggas who got, who got some paper, big bro. Be bro, I know you know. Put me they, this the main one, man. I see you be be fucking with ten boss. Put me down with ten <laughs> boss, big bro. I know big bro. He hear me. He can get me on them shows. Big bro got a bag. He can put the bag behind me. Put me down with Arnold, big bro. Arnold Taylor got the bag. He got this man. Put me down with these niggas. And I'm sitting here and I'm looking and I'm saying to to myself, yeah. like, how am I gonna explain to him? you know, or, or the artist, whoever is telling me this, right. how am I going to explain to him that he ain't making enough money 
for a nigga to put up 50,000, 100,000, 250,000 because they just feel like they're going to make people a million dollars. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? Man, oh be, be a bro. I swear to God, <laughs> be a bro. Put me in the game, be a bro. I'm going to make you a million, my nigga. Boy, I got, boy, I got 150 wow. songs in the studio right now, be a bro. You know, I what be it, bro, but put me on, bro. Plug me with Listen. your niggas, be bro. Listen. And I just sit back and, and, and I let them finish. I let them cook, as they say. I'm going <laughs> to let you cook. And then I tell them, like, bro, hold on. What's your Spotify? I go to his Spotify. Uh -huh. Bro, you get you got 600 monthly listeners. You know what I'm saying? Like Numbers don't lie. Yeah, man. like, you got six. Let me go on your YouTube. And I go on the YouTube. You you barely got a thousand. You, you really don't even have a thousand subscribers. So how are these people supposed to get their money back if they give you a hundred thousand dollars or if they put a hundred thousand dollars into your career? You're not even you're not, putting it in yourself. No, exactly. You're not yourself. showing me how they would benefit. So why would I even pick up the phone and call a Tim Boss or call an Arnold Taylor and say, Boy, I got somebody here, they just need an investor, bro. Everybody needs an investor. Everybody needs an investor. <laughs> Everybody, they don't they have no idea about an ROI. What is the oh, return on investment, oh. bro? You know what I'm saying? Ooh, like, like the, the one way to get an investor is to show people you're making money. Yeah. Show people you're making money. Because yeah. same thing with the major labels. If the major label sees that you're making $3 million a year on your own, they know that they can turn that into $300 million. Yeah. You, you see they, what I'm saying? They ain't even making 3000 a year. They're not even making 3000 a year <laughs> off of it. And that, and that and that's and that's real shit. And I'm being serious because you know I'm you know I know. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, because you've done management, you've been Ooh, around shit. here, you've done showcases, and and, and been around for a second. You and know what I'm saying? And, and and the bad thing is that like you feel bad because they're so passionate about it, mm -hmm. but I can't. What you want me to do? Like I can't exactly. I can't force people to listen to your music. And I, you got to invest in yourself. You got to. You got to. And then I feel like the uh, uh, another huge issue is a lot of artists here don't think long term. No. They they no. don't think long term. They think right now. You know, no. when they bring up all of this Atlanta and Memphis and all that, they genuinely feel like these artists blew overnight. Yeah. And they these artists did not blow overnight. Yeah. They put years of work in. We just saw them whenever yeah. they were at, you know... <laughs> So if you look at it from a zero to 60 and a 60 to a hundred, they did zero to 60 in Atlanta and then 60 to a hundred. They did here in the Carolinas, right. but they already had the motion. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So for y'all, y'all feel like, yeah, they just blew up out of nowhere. They, man, I found out about that nigga six months ago and now he mm -hmm. performing at the Super Bowl or he doing this, that and the other. Yep. No, it does not work like that. No. You know, and, and these artists will drop records or drop projects, push them for two months, and then voila, they're, they're gone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They put so much money into the first 60 days that after 60 days, they don't have no more money. They don't have no more ideas for content. They don't have no more will drive. And then the next thing you know, everybody's hating on them. That's their, yep. their first excuse. Yeah. They don't really understand, like, man, you're supposed to pace yourself. <laughs> All right, pace yourself. This is a marathon. This is not a sprint. And and I don't I don't know if it's a Carolina thing because I'm not from here, but a lot of them individual, like mm -hmm. they don't have like a team, like you said earlier, or it's not like a a banded effort around here. It's like every man for himself. And the, and the thing with that is, 
and the baby sort of showed us a different type of way to do things. Mm -hmm. Um, nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Mm. So if I'm an artist and I want you to manage me, and I'm sure you've heard this, you've probably experienced it, you've been around it. If I want you to manage me or be my personal assistant or, you know, work with me or work for me, you have to be able to pay people or else you're only going to get them during their spare time. So when these artists say, "Be bro, I need a manager, bro. I feel like if I had a manager, I could just be so much further. I tell them, what you going to pay a man? Now I need a drink. <laughs> it's like, what are you going to pay the manager? You're not, you're not, you ain't got no show money. You barely have any money coming in off of streams. You're not really doing no features. You know, you have no brand partnerships or endorsements. So how's the manager supposed to get paid their 20%? Uh. So now you want people to work for free. Nobody's working for free. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's working for free. Or the people who you can get to work for you for free, they can only work for you in their spare time. They don't make no money off you, so they got to work a full-time job. They got right. kids. They got a, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, or a husband, or a wife. You know what I'm saying? They got things that they want to do, their dreams, their aspirations, right. their responsibilities. So they're not going to be able to, 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 to dedicate too much to you without some type of compensation. Yeah. But what the baby was able to do is he said, okay, I will give all of you all a piece of my company. I will start billion dollar baby and me and all my homies and all my childhood friends, we going to start an LLC together. And that way y'all will share in my success. So granted, don't have a lot to give right now, right? but if we on this paperwork and we got an operating agreement and we all on this, um, um, on this train together, we all out here passing out flyers together and putting stickers on cars and on, and, and, and on, uh, um, the, 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 uh, the um the 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 street signs and the stop signs mm -hmm. and on the 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 uh the speaker or the voice box or the yeah the speaker at the drive through that's mm -hmm. my main thing I always put a stick on the uh, <laughs> Chuck T stick on the speaker at the drive through if we're all out here doing this together and then we all do shows together we mm -hmm. all invest and we all bust the money down now people feel like I I, I have something that I'm gonna be rewarded for my effort yeah. You see what I I'm saying? Mean, yeah. And when you blow up, I blow up with you. And and the I think the difference there too is that the baby had people that that was actually willing. Exactly. They all weren't trying to be artists as well. That part. That right there Ooh, is awesome. That you Ooh. you had you got people like TG, you know, who who was <laughs> totally fine with being a manager. Right. You got people like Prince who is totally fine with yep. being his security. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like he has people who are totally fine playing roles. They do not want to be rappers as well. Yeah. And you have to be a likable person. You like, do. People have to want to be around you and want to work with you and work for you in order for that to work as well. Exactly. Especially if you ain't paying nobody. Who child. You know what I'm saying? If you paying somebody, people will stick around and let Ooh, you treat child. them like shit as long as that salary is, is up there. Ooh, but when the salary ain't up there, you can't make too many demands. You know what I'm saying? You can't make too many demands Ooh. if you're not paying nobody. You got to be extremely nice to your staff. The audacity be out of this world. Be out of here. Mm. Out of here. I see it all the time. Mm. Well, um, I want to talk about the Reverb music Okay, review. let's do that. Chuck T has a live music review mm -hmm. where he has people send their music in to him and he judges. No, he don't judge them. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> well, you can you say do. that. I you guess you say that. You, you, you explain it. You explain it. So 
<laughs> one thing that I have seen over the years is that artists will have amazing records uh -huh. um, and they won't push them. Or they'll have trash records that'll try to hop out there with your trash records um, and the records won't go anywhere. <laughs> and when you start talking to the artists about why they made the decision to go with certain records, uh -huh. they say, oh, my, my homie said this one was hot. My mom said this one was hot. My girlfriend said this was hot. Or I like it. You uh -huh. know what I'm saying? But the industry has a totally different feel or a totally different ear about music than you do because you're not experienced. Mm -hmm. All right, you're the artist, so you're gonna like everything you put out. Right. All right. If you make a record today, you're gonna love that record. You go in the studio, you make a record tomorrow. That record is better. Oh, this boy, you gotta hear this shit I did today, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you may have a hit sitting in the vault that you feel like is old to you because you made it two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And then your mom, your sister, your cousin, your homies, none of them are DJs, none of them are radio personalities none of them are record reps none of them work for labels they have no idea uh -huh. what's what can work and what doesn't they say oh i like it and then if they like you if you're a family they're always going to try to shelter your feelings or they're going to be jealous and they're going to tell you that the record that's hot isn't hot uh -huh. so i know the business i've been in the business 20 years i've helped damn near every last single hip-hop and R&B artist who's come out in the last 15 years in some way, shape, or form get their music out there. I know what's going to work and what's not. So I did the Reverb Music Review to keep these artists from wasting money. I started Man. it during the pandemic because uh, a good friend of mine, he's a, a, a record rep as well. He goes by the name of uh, TJ Chapman. He's from Florida. TJ has worked with uh, Trap Beckham. He's worked with um, B.O.B. He has platinum and gold records. Um, he's really, really well known on the business side of the industry for, for helping a lot of artists get their music out to, to DJs and radio stations. Uh -huh. But I saw during the pandemic, he started doing it. I'm like, man, that's a good idea. And I really wanted to do it then, but I'm like, damn, I don't want my nigga to think I'm stealing the <laughs> shit. But then he ends up stopping. Like, he just stops out the blue. He don't do it no more. He was like, hey, he got tired of it. He got to be... So that's when I said, well, you know what? If he tired of it, let me get in here and do right. it, Dan. And um, that's when I started doing it. I, I've been doing it for three and a half years. I found some amazing artists. I've given amazing artists um, advice, plugged a lot of good artists in with people who can help them. Mm. Um, I found a lot of good records. It keeps my ears fresh. Mm. It keeps me on point with what's going on in the music industry because... You know, once you get to a point where you're only working with the artists who are up here, mm. you sort of lose touch of what's going on down here. Right. Um, but man, I love it. I love giving advice. Um, I feel like a lot of people, they are now doing music review shows, but they don't have the credentials I have. They right. don't have the ear that I have. So that's why they come and they go. They fizzle out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they do it for about a cool, you know... Two, three months, and then next thing you know, they don't do it no more. I'm mm. three years in. And the reverb is an actual show. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. I run it like it's an actual show. It's not about me dissing artists or trashing artists. Like, it is a real live show. You can watch it and be entertained. I right. make it into a real live show. People who don't even listen to rap music or people who have no ties to the industry at mm. all, they watch it because they enjoy it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They enjoy hearing people get their music flushed down the <laughs> toilet. <laughs> I was gonna ask you about that part. Yeah, do man. the artists like getting their feelings about that? Oh, like, every, oh, 
of course, because their music is their baby. Their right. music is is like their children. So it's just like somebody telling you your child is ugly. They be want <laughs> they they be they be wanting to fight. They be wanting to fight. They be on my inbox. Excuse me. They be in in my inbox talking crazy. Really? Sometimes they do it right there in the comments. <laughs> man, I've had to tell man, I've had to tell niggas, man, fuck you, bitch ass nigga. Who you talking to? Man, get the fuck off my live, old ho ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? I ain't hard to find. Stop talking. I am not hard oh to find. Go on my page. You'll see where I'm DJing. That nigga pull up and make sure your hand game is on point. I've had to oh, genuine, I've had to tell people that. Oh my they get God. super disrespectful sometimes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They get super disrespectful. You tell them their music sucks. They be like, oh man, they go in. They should that, be happy somebody telling them before they go out there in the whole no, world. You know, I do have, but I, that though that's rare. All right, but I do have. <laughs> That that's a rarity. Yo, I, most most people are super respectful. I've had artists <laughs> who told me like, bro. At first, I was mad when you told me my work. Said, but then I, I I asked a few people. They was like, yeah, no, nah, that's that's good advice. I would do that. And they've gone in the studio, made adjustments, made okay. changes, and then brought the record back. And and I'm like, yo, this shit crazy. Wow. The, the comments going crazy. The comments is like, yo, this is a hit. This is a hit. They done took it to their local radio station, mm. their local DJs. And then they, hey, big bro, boy, you was right, my <laughs> nigga. You was right. Boy, I was mad at first, but now nah, you was right. And that's typically how it goes. Okay. I, okay. I, I, it, it's rare. It, it usually be them little niggas. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. They music be horrible. They're not going anywhere anyway. They so broke. <laughs> Look, they so broke they can't even afford the bullets to shoot me. They can't go fix the music. You know, they can't even go fix it. They recorded it at home on, on oh a $25 mic. Shit. You know what I'm saying? There's a there's a there's an app. I don't know if it's an app or a computer program. Whenever somebody plays a horrible record, uh -huh. people in the comments always say, I bet you he recorded that on Band Lab. Oh my god. I don't know what band lab no. is. I don't know if it's an app or what. Every time there's a horrible song. The comments go crazy. I, man, that sounds like some band lab <laughs> shit. So I don't know if that's like some 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 default free program you can use to record yourself. Yo, but the comments wild. are always like, I bet you that nigga recorded that shit on band lab. That shit is trash. Damn. I bet you he recorded that on band lab. Ugh. So um they can't even go back and fix it because they recorded it on band lab the cheap way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They can't even afford a real engineer. You know? Oh man, well, they won't be coming back. No, look, sometimes they do come back. Oh, even the ones you curse yeah. off? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, they come back. They be like, all right, big bro, boy, I got something for you this time, bro. You're I got to prove a point. Yeah. That, oh, no. They just, <laughs> that, that, that's usually the return people, the people who who uh, who uh get trashed. Like the, Once I tell an artist two or three times you got good music, then they pretty much already know, like, I'm straight. I don't okay. need to, you know what I'm saying? The show has served its, has served its purpose. I know I'm good. Okay. It be the ones I'm like, eh, I don't know, bro. <laughs> Those be the ones who come back every time. Every time I go live, it's like they got their alert set. Oh, my God. I got God. something for you, big bro. I'm talking about all throughout the week. They'll text my phone. They'll inbox me. Well, I just left out the studio. When you going live? Oh, I my got God. You. Dude, you suck. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had a guy his name is uh jay verse the world he's in college now so he doesn't really have a lot of time to tap in and mm -hmm. tune in but jay verse the world used to faithfully submit music it was horrible oh it was horrible <laughs> but he started getting better after a while his name is jay I, I gotta reach out to him to see what he has going on you just 
you triggered me to think about him, but oh, I got to so see funny. what he got going on. I got to because he start he actually started getting better, and then he was like, "Yo, y'all, I'm in college, bro. I'm in college full time, man. I got me a job. Good, man. Music is on the back burner. Good job, you know. But <laughs> let it go. But look, but I feel like with the right amount of grooming, he could have been one of these people. Who who these little young 17, 18? He 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 makes very good TikTok music. I'll put it that way. We need plumbers too. We definitely it's okay. do. It's okay. And Stay plumbers school, make a lot sir. of money. A lot. A yeah. lot of money. Listen. And plumbers, electricians, no. you know, they make a lot. HVAC people, they make a lot of money. I'm gonna start coming back on your lives just to tell people they shit trash. Oh man, <laughs> look, then they gonna look, they're gonna be a I've had people who's like, oh my god, I don't go on your show anymore because I comment and then these rappers be in my inbox. Fuck you, you stink bitch. <laughs> I'm shit. <Yeah. laughs> I go toe to toe with him. Come on. Yeah, yeah man. I'm like, damn, he said that to me, man. I can imagine. I have about five rappers in my inbox. Fuck you know about music, ho. Like, I'm oh like, my damn. God. Yeah, they get sensitive about that music. <laughs> I'm telling you, I told you it's like telling somebody they got an ugly child. Dang, it ain't that serious. Good Lord. Yeah, man. They said they're going to be the next big thing. That's what what they think. That's what they think. And you're supposed to feel that way. But you are also supposed to be realistic as well. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, Let me go to the next question. Next one. What we got next? Okay, so tell me about the um, foundation of music class. So the recurring theme that we've seen in music since the beginning of time is artists will sell millions of records, they'll tour, their music will be used in TV uh, commercials, on TV shows, in movies. Um, they'll, 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 they'll constantly be booked doing shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and then next thing you know, we hear they're broke. Uh. It's like, how did you sell mo- millions of records, multi-millions of records, and you're broke? Uh. Um and, you know, at first, we just used to always attribute it to, like, poor money management. Right. Oh, he yep. went out and bought a Maybach. Oh, he went out and bought this 20,000-square-foot home with a pool and all that other stuff. Wasn't thinking about maintenance. Right. Oh, he bought all this stuff for his team. All his team got jewelry and this, that, and other. Yeah. And we attribute it to poor money management. And a lot of it is that. But. When I started really, really getting into the music industry, not mm-hmm. just playing records, but actually interacting with the artists, interacting with label reps, you know, interacting with lawyers, the people who call the shots, write the checks. I always used to pick their brains about issues like that. Mm-hmm. And it would always come down to the contract and the royalty rates. And mm-hmm. how much these le- these record labels would would loan them? Because you know we never thought that record deals were loans. Right. Now we know it's common knowledge now, right? But we never knew up until maybe you know the the, the late nineties, early two thousands that a record deal was a loan. There's a lot of people who still don't know that record deals are loans. <laughs> you know, but um, <clears throat> it's impossible to pay back a million dollars or two million dollars. You know, whenever you're only getting four cents per record sale. Mm. And it's like, well, I used to work in a record store. We're selling these records for $14, $15. We're selling CDs for $14, $15. How are you only getting four, five cents off? Oh, my goodness. You know, like, what? Did y'all agree to this? You know, like, you agree? You thought you agreed to this? Only get, and, and you start really, really doing a deep dive into just the business side of the music. And you start mm. seeing that. 
these record contracts are super deceptive. Mm -mm. You start seeing that the accounting is super deceptive. Mm -hmm. You start seeing that the record labels and the lawyers are all in this stuff mm -hmm. together and they're all there to con the artist and the producer. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one portion of it. The main portion of it is the artists just don't know any better. They don't know what they're up against. Mm. So when I started the foundation of music, it was to let artists know what you're up against. If you sign a deal and you know you're only getting four cents per album sale, mm -hmm. at least you know that's what you're getting. Right. So if a nigga give you a million dollars, you know you're going to be signed for life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want artists to be aware of the choices that they make. Right. So that, and, and I want them to know how the business works. Mm. I want them to know all the different ways that they can protect their rights, all the different ways they can make money off of their music um, so that they can make educated decisions. Not all record deals are bad. And you do have people who sign quote unquote bad record deals who say, yeah, I did it because it was short term. I didn't mind giving up two albums so that I could have a full-fledged career, mm. you know, and be making money off of my music 20, 30 years later. You have people like Ja Rule who are still making money off of music that they recorded 20 years right. ago. You have people like, I hate to put them back to back, but 50 Cent who <laughs> just came off a tour. You have people like Jeezy. And then you have people like Pastor Troy who 21, 22, 23 years later right. is still out here getting $15,000, $20,000 a show. Mm. You got people like OJ the Juice Man. These are people, Gucci Man. These are people who, you know, were able to 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 be in horrible first record deals, right? But has paid off in the long run. Mm. So some of them will say, "Sure, yeah, my my first record deal was horrible, but when we came back to renegotiate, mm. I had the leverage right. to make my second record deal so sweet that it made up for how bad my first record deal was." Okay. But artists nowadays and producers, just music creators in general, singers and songwriters. They don't know the business. They don't know how the deals are structured. They don't mm -hmm. know where the money is coming from. You know, they're out here getting their music stolen. They're out here getting their music used in commercials. People are reproducing their music, and they have no idea, you know, how they could have prevented it. Mm. You know, they they see bad information on the internet, and they just feel like they know everything, and then you <laughs> go out here and you do some other dumb shit. So the purpose of the class was to enlighten, educate, and empower artists, mm. and what just music creators you know, I hate using the word artist because right. there are a lot of people who specialize in songwriting. They can't sing or rap a lick, but right. they can write a hit. You right. know what I'm saying? And they, 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 there's a lot of money on that side of it as uh -huh. well, the publishing side. So, um, the foundation of music started off as a, uh, one day course. It was, uh, five hours a day. And now it is a three day course. We're doing five hours a day. I've taught the class in Chattanooga, Tennessee, here in Charlotte. Um, I have upcoming classes in Raleigh. I have upcoming classes in Miami. Um, I'm taking the show on the road. Okay. You know, just like an artist. Mm -hmm. You know, I grind it out just like an artist. <laughs> I market and promote my classes just like, like an artist should do their music. Right. Um, and, uh, man, I just love... The, the money portion is always a great thing. Right. But I just love... Um, feeling like I'm helping people and seeing people actually doing what I tell them to do. They apply right. it and people actually come back and tell me, I had no idea that uh, I have five to $7,000 sitting waiting mm. on me, 
you know, I just had to go claim the money. I didn't even know it was right. there. I didn't know how to register my music properly so that I could collect royalties off of this. I didn't know wow. how to copyright my music. Um, I didn't know how to trademark my name. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to do all these different things that you taught me how to do. I had no idea that there was money over here and there's money over there. And right. this company is supposed to pay me for this. I thought this one company paid me for everything, mm -hmm. but I was registered with that company. And then I was registered with this company. I was supposed to be registered with this company. Man, just knowing that I'm able to, to sort of, you know, uh, unclogs, unclog people's mind right. and clear people's mind of all the noise and misinformation and point them in the right direction is, is, is rewarding. You know what I'm that's saying? And that's dope. what means more than anything. The money is cool. Naturally, I got bills to pay as well. <laughs> but, you know, the, man, those thank yous and those 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 sighs of relief when people yeah. are like, OK, I was doing it right. I just didn't know who to ask or damn, I was doing it wrong this whole time. Right. Thank you. You know, the biggest thing is whenever they get that unclaimed money, mm, you know, there's mm. uh, roughly what, 500 to 600 million dollars in unclaimed music royalties that artists can't collect because they never registered their music right. Now wow. that music, excuse me, that money will sit for three to five years, depending on what area that money was coming from. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times if you go and you register your music, um, it'll backdate okay. and then you'll get a check. You'll be like, whoa, hold on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had no idea. You know, I've had that happen a few times. I had people call me, God damn, big bro. Why, why I just got a $3,500 check from my PRO from BMI? I had no idea, right. bro. The money was just sitting. Wow. You know, or like, oh, shit, Sound Exchange just found me. They said, you know, I had all this money sitting. I, I had no idea. I had money just sitting around chilling, waiting on me. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's so, pretty awesome. Yeah, stuff like that, man, is the rewarding aspect of it is what keeps yeah. me going. That's good. Mm. Let me see if I got some. Oh, I ain't got no music yet. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you can go make some, man. Look. Look, nowadays people making money off everything. No. Lord, tell me about it. Everything. It don't even look. It's, yeah. If it's catchy, you can sell it. <laughs> if it's catchy, you can eat. You got people. You got people who ain't even making no music. You know what I'm saying? They making sounds. Just sounds. You know what I'm work. saying? Sounds and they making money off of it. Oh Lord, don't don't give me no <laughs> ideas. Cause you know I'll get I'll be here by myself creating shit. Exactly. <laughs> so explain to me how the music industry night works with the Charlotte Hornets. How'd you look okay. up with them? How'd that go? So that that actually fell in my lap. Um okay. It wasn't anything that I set out to do. It wasn't anything that I had this huge idea and plan. And I made a presentation and I went to the Hornets and they bought into it. The Hornets actually came to me. They came up with Music Industry Night. It was supposed to be um, a Hornets event. Mm -hmm. And uh, some things happened on the logistics side. Um, the Hornets rep at the time, shout out to my man Shelby, uh, Shelby Palubiak. Um, also shout out to Barry. That's, um, his homeboy who, uh, I think they went to school together, but they were the mm -hmm. original, um, founders or creators of music industry night. And, um, they brought me in because they needed a, a homegrown feel. Mm -hmm. They needed somebody who had some industry plugs, industry connections. They needed a face. They needed a name to put behind it. Um, and man, I came in and, and, and they basically, well, excuse me. Um, Shelby basically told me, look, if you can make this night successful because we've had some bumps in the road, uh -huh. this is the first music industry night, uh -huh. that we've had some bumps in the road, but if you can make this night successful, it can be yours. I'll give it to you. Uh -huh. It's yours. Make it successful. I ain't got no money for you right now. 
You know what I'm saying? He was like, somebody ran off with some of the money that was in the budget. Uh -huh. I got no money for you right now. You know, none whatsoever. I, I can get you a huge guest list. Everybody you want can get in free. Uh -huh. I can get them all up. I get you a VIP suite to watch the game. I can get you all this stuff, but I ain't got no cash to give you. But at that point, I saw the vision and I uh -huh. saw what I could do with it. And I said, I don't need the money. Give me the opportunity. I'll create the money. Uh -huh. And that's what I was able to do. The first music industry night was right before the pandemic. Man, we knocked the ball out the park. It was an amazing event. And it's been mine ever since. Okay. Um, so the 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 goal of music industry night, again, is to educate and empower. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We want artists to leave from Hornets Music Industry Night feeling like they know the industry, uh -huh. feeling like they have met the people who make the music industry tick. Okay. All right? Meeting the check writers, meeting the people who who push the records, meeting the people who are behind the scenes. Uh -huh. um, a lot of people want to perform and they think it's a showcase <laughs> and all that, but it's not. Really? The, yeah, no. That's what the, I thought it was. No, the, 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 the artists are just there <laughs> for entertainment. But I fly in record reps um, from all over the, the, the country. Interscope Records, oh. Columbia Records, uh, Def Jam, uh, Sony. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on. Empire. So the goal of it is to educate. The panels, the seminars are the goal in the, the, the performances are just there for entertainment. You know what I'm saying? And also to give people an opportunity to showcase their talent uh -huh. to the people from the major record labels and uh, to the, the the radio people, the DJs, the publicists, the media people who are there as well. Because, uh -huh. you know, I, I, I've, I try to get the who's who. Right. I really want to plug the dots. That is the main goal, to educate and empower and then to plug those, uh, uh, connect the dots, plug okay. people in uh, who are working with the people who have already worked and made it. Oh, see, I thought it was a whole showcase. No, man, hey, man, look, I, I would <laughs> look if it was a showcase, boy, I would be making money. I have yet to really make a profit off Hornets Music right. Industry. Now, I spend so much money on plane tickets and rooms and promo uh -huh. and and food and accommodations and all that for the people who. Uh, I fly in for my panelists that, you know, I, I don't, I, I have yet to to turn a profit off of it, but if I ran it like it was a showcase mm -hmm. I, for four hours, y'all could perform at the spectrum center and everybody pay me two fifty. I'll walk out that bitch with, with, with 20 bands. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I could run it like that, right? but I don't want it to be like that. I want, first off, we got to screen the music anyway, because I can't have y'all in the Spectrum Center talking crazy, you know, about some of the shit that y'all do anyway. Oh, Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all ain't about to have that on me. Right. So we screen the music for lyrics, uh -huh. explicit lyrics and explicit content and offensive um, content as well. Uh -huh. But then we, we screen it for quality. We want it to be, excuse me, a few levels up from a showcase. A showcase okay. anybody could get in who got money. Like, here right. go 250 here go $300. Here you go. I got people who calling me now, like, be a bro, boy. I got, well, I got, I got a band for you right oh, now for, for me and my niggas to come perform. And mm -hmm. I go to their YouTube page and I'm like, no. as much as I would love <laughs> to take this thousand dollars from you now, y'all is not about to get up here talking about smoking on this nigga, fucking on this <laughs> nigga, bitch, you know, running down on the ops and all that. Oh my we God. can't do that here. We can't do we can't do that here. 
female artists, they want to do the same thing. Oh, my boyfriend say he going to pay for me to perform. Or my nigga say he got this. No, you're not about to get up here talking about your pussy. Pussy, pussy, pussy. I can't do that. Oh, boy. You know what I'm saying? As much as I would love to take your boyfriend (laughs) or your sugar daddy money, I can't do it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And we, we, we need a platform for artists who actually have good music. Right. And that's what I want it to be. And that's what it is. So I let artists know, hey, buy a ticket, come learn the music industry uh, and how it works. Come get connected with the people who can play your records and people who can sign you. And you may be able to perform if your music is good enough. So, okay. So when they get the ticket, the only guarantee is that you're coming. Yeah. The only ticket is you're going to come and you're going to meet them people who are on them flyers. So how do you determine if somebody's going to perform? So... You submit your music. First, you got to buy a ticket because, like I said, the 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 goal of the event is enrichment and sharing knowledge and plugs. Okay. Right? Plugging people in, connecting people, networking. The goal of the event is not for y'all to perform. Okay. So first, you have to see the value in the people who are <laughs> going to be there anyway. Mm-hmm. You have to see the value in the overall event. And the people who see the value in the event and buy a ticket, now you can submit your music for a chance to perform. Okay. Right? So the Hornets go through the music. They listen to it just to oh. make sure that it, it's acceptable for them. Okay. And then they send it to me and they say, hey, we got 150 records. These are the 20. That, and that's that's a that's a real live thing. They listen to 150, 200 records and they send me a very small percentage that actually that they actually like. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Or that meets their criteria. Uh-huh. You got artists, I'll tell them, man, the music had to be clean. First record out their <laughs> mouth is fuck that whole ass nigga. Gotta, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, bro, like, you know, that look, then they get mad when the Hornets send them an email back saying, hey, we regret to inform you that your music didn't get chose. Da, da, da. They call me, damn, big bro, they ain't like my shit, this, that, and other. So I may, depending on the person, I may holler at my people from the Hornets and be like, hey, the, the artist so and so submitted music. They say, you, you got a reason because they don't tell you in the email oh, why they, they rejected it. And I'll call them and they'll be like, yeah, listen to this real quick. And the first word is a curse oh, word. My God. They're like, we didn't even listen to it past that. The minute he the, the first oh oh man I sent the wrong version of the record really oh, I'm like yeah well it's too late bro you know what I'm saying they ain't about to you know be going back and forth with y'all they probably don't even like rap music right you know what I'm saying <laughs> but um yeah you submit the music if they like the music if they feel like the music meets their criteria then they send it over to me for final approval okay. and then I email the artist back to different packages and places where we have. Uh, um, slots for them to perform at. So okay. they can do the national anthem. Um, we have uh, a pregame performance. Mm-hmm. Um, as people are coming to the arena, they can perform on the arena floor. Um, also outside of the arena in the plaza, we do a big block party before, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if weather permits, which we typically get away with it. We have yet to get rained out or the weather has yet to be bad. So I'm hoping that, you know, God continues to see fit <laughs> to let us do the block party before the game. Mm-hmm. And then we have performances at the music conference. And um, if there is no event after the game or the day after, excuse me, if there is no event the day after the game for the Spectrum Center, then after the game, we go down to the court and they let us uh, perform on the court after the game. Okay. So we, right. yeah, the, yeah, the, the Hornets they 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 open up the whole building for me. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Whatever y'all want to do, Chuck, y'all do it just as long as you know they don't be on no bullshit. Okay, 
little one. Big Chuck, not the little one. First, first, look, first person in the NBA with a with a music industry night. That's first DJ about. with his own night. Period. You know, and if you start talking about the Hornets, first black man with his mm. own night that that I can control that I am in at least eighty five percent control of. That's big. You know what I'm saying? So you know, I turned down the money so that I could have the control. They offered me a big check just to come out and be the face wow. and, and to host it and to advise them. But um, once they started telling me, you know, um, the demographic of the event may change. Mm. Then I said, you know what? <laughs> um, I and I gotta go through y'all for this. I gotta go through y'all for this. I basically am just gonna be the face of the event and the host. Like I really don't have oh. no control over who performs. I don't have any control over who's uh, who the panelists are. Like all, no, I'm not about to do it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm not about to do it. I'll just y'all can keep the paper. I'll make my paper my way. Mm -hmm. Just give me full control. Yeah, because our culture needs something. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we need it, and 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 I'm, I'm I feel like you know if I'm in the position to take care of us, then that's what I'm gonna do. Absolutely. Everybody else will probably chase the money. I say, you know what? I need to control. I need to make sure we represent it. Right. Oh yeah. See, that's why they hired you. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now we going into number six. This will be my sixth music industry night on March night. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. Look. Need me to carry a bag or something? I got you. You you want you want to come? I got you. Look, I got you. I put you on the guest list. I ain't no problem. Close mouth, don't get it. for real. No, I put you on the guest list. Look, like I said, the Hornets they be like here, whatever. Because I make the team. Let's just be honest with you. I make the team cool. Well, you're right. I make the team cool, and that, and that's not something that I just came up with. I'm not poking my chest out. That came from internally. There's Hornets employees who was like, "Yo, you you make the team cool, bro." <laughs> first off, we first off we lose we lose Oh lord. First off, we have one of the worst Whoosh. records in the NBA consistently. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That that's just first off. Then on top of that, when you start talking about the urban community, mm. blacks in general, people who are part of the hip hop culture, nobody thinks the team is cool, bro. No. You know what I'm saying? Like you add a level of coolness to the team. You add that fresh hip, you know, just overall vibe. Yeah. You know, like you get people who buy tickets, who come to the event, you know, who, who, per and then it's bigger than just buy tickets and come to the games and come to the event. But you're talking about merchandise. Whenever I do a music industry night, shit, everybody goes and, and, and buys up all the Hornets apparel out of Dick Sporting Goods. You oh, know, they yeah. go to the, they go to the, the team store. Like mm -hmm. I, I actually make people interested in the Hornets. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I make the Hornets cool. Yeah. You know? Because um, my neighbor, he gave me and my son some tickets. He got season tickets. Mm -hmm. We went to the game. My son was like, um, I'm ready to go. Yeah. like, Yeah, like, okay. like, like <laughs> I've, I've been able to get our people to be able to sing the national anthem on nights that are not Hornets nights. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I've been able to submit some of our people to be able to do halftime shows and to do the pregame or primetime show, you know, so that we're represented. Right. You got to make the team look cool. You got to get influences yeah. there. You got to get the people who are popping locally there. It's Charlotte for God's sake. Exactly. You got to have somebody who's ingrained in the city. Yeah. You know? So what advice would you give to an older artist that like really wants to make it in the industry? Um, Find your demographic and market yourself to your demographic. 
All right, don't get out here and be 50 years old and talk about <laughs> you know you running down on the ops and and and, and you out here with the Jordans on with the skinny jeans Shit. below your ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not it. You're not that. That's not that ship has sailed, my boy. That ship has sailed. Make age appropriate music and market your music to age appropriate people, and you will find some level of success. Okay, that was a great answer. Yeah, because a lot of the older, (laughs) like, people put an age on hip hop, and hip hop is barely 50 years old. You know what I'm saying? Everybody keeps saying, oh, hip-hop is a young man's game. It's a young man's game. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's a young genre of music, so I get how you would think that. But too many people hear that, and they feel like they have to make music for young people. Mm. There's no way you should be 40 years old talking about, bitch, pop that pussy. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? There's no way. Make age-appropriate music. You know what I'm saying? Market yourself at age-appropriate clubs. Don't go out here to, to superstars with the teeny boppers. Oh my God. You know what I'm saying? Knowing you 40 years old, trying to push your music. They don't want to hear that, bro. No, you need awkward. to go to 704. You need to go to, what's it, 5400. Oh, that's my spot. That's like the, that, that, exactly. That's where you need, if I'm 40 years old and I'm making rap music or I'm making R&B music or I'm making Southern Soul music, that's where you need to go. Yeah, because see, I mean, and it sucks that hip hop gets this label. I mean, because it just is what it is. Like, the, I think it's because of the image of hip hop. Exactly. So an old person doing hip hop to me is just awkward. It's just weird. And I, I'm i not buying it because it's not, to me, it's not authentic. Exactly. It doesn't look real. So, Papa, just go get. I mean, my, I mean, my thing is if, 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 it, it's, I feel like it's kind of late to... St- there's an age limit on starting. I agree with that. But there's not an age limit on if you've already been doing it. Because like I said, you got 50 Cent. He's 44 years old. He's still out here yeah. doing it. Yeah. Pastor Troy is probably about the same at 45, 46. You got a Trick Daddy. He's still doing tours. Yeah, that's matter- different. Because they, you know- they started out like this is exactly. their career. That's what exactly. they doing. They started out young. They have a, a, a fan base. And they're catering to their fan base. And when you go to the Trick Daddy concert, there are people there. I'm 42 right. years old. I'm singing the song. 37 and up. <laughs> yeah. It's all of us. We all in there yeah. together. You know what I'm saying? But when I see artists who are in their 40s or late 30s and they start trying to be the young niggas, they start mm. trying to be that versus being a mentor versus being an OG. Now you want to be out there with the little young niggas. You want to be in the field with them? No, come don't on, man. Don't do it. Come so on. So, what man. do you say about like an artist that's, um, like they maybe they've been doing it mm-hmm. for a while, but they haven't had success in it, and they're still doing. You can it. you can definitely do hip hop music as a hobby. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? You can do hip hop music as a hobby. You said that so nicely. Like, <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's what it is at that point. If you've been doing it for that long and it's not getting you anywhere as far as um you know the attention of a major label or even a smaller sub label mm. you know and you just do it because you love it you like it mm-hmm. you're good at it there's nothing wrong with that okay. nobody tells the the old white men on the golf course who never played in a PGA golf tournament or won a masters tournament oh you too old to be playing golf nigga get off the golf course 
But what if this, the older guy thinks he's really going to blow? It's possible. It's possible. You know what I'm saying? Is he doing what he's, is he doing what's necessary to blow? Like I said, is he at 5400? Is he at 704 promoting his music? Or is he at Superstars? Trying to promote his music, Anything where possible, but it's yeah, I mean, probable. No, no, no. It's that, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the probability is 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 slim, even for the young niggas. Well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? The probability is just slim across the board. Yeah. But you know, um, I always tell people, man, if if you're making age appropriate music and you're in age appropriate spots, <laughs> you can be successful. You may not blow. You may you may not blow. You may not, and then that, that depends on your on your definition of blow, blowing up. Because I do know a lot of older artists who, um, you know, they get invited to a lot of these uh, um, ciphers and these battles, and mm -hmm. you know, they they make a they make a little bit of money off of that. Mm -hmm. You know, they 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 get them a nice little live band, and they're able to you know play at these nice clubs and venues. You know, yeah, that's they, cool. Exactly. I think that's you, cool. You know what I'm saying? And they're able to the they, they're, they're entertain them. The label's yeah, not signing Yeah, the label, a label probably may not sign you. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they probably won't. Even though it's hard to get signed anyway as a label, yeah. you know, you need to focus on being independent. I feel like most artists nowadays need to focus on independence. All artists. I agree. All need to focus on independence yeah. and then let a label come to you. Yeah. I agree with that. And that's, that's just period. I, no matter what your age group is, find a community of people who like your music and enjoy your music. Interact with your community. Sell merch. Do private shows. Make sure you monetize everything you do. There's something that, mm. that I came up with. Um, it, it, it used to be called the $50 rule. And I turned it into the $100 rule. Mm -hmm. The $50 rule is a rule that the labels have. And they say if at any point in time a consumer walks up to a music creator and they want to spend $50 with you, can they? Mm. Most of the times it's no. You have no show that you're doing that you can sell them a ticket to. You have no hoodies, no t-shirts, no CDs, no DVDs or your videos. You have no, 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 no fitted hats, no beanies, mm. no keychains. No stand custom Stanley cups that just got you on the note what they call tumblers, tumblers, no tumblers. You don't have no poster you can sign for. You have you, there's no way a fan can love you and see you out and be like, Man, I love you, bro. Man, you why I got $50, bro. But, but man, what you got on? I just want to buy something from you, my nigga. I love you so much. My kids love you. What most of the time, all they can say is go stream my music. Mm -hmm. I got Follow a new, me on IG. Yeah, I got a, yeah, I got a video on YouTube. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? There's nothing that they can offer you. Well, y'all can buy some apparel at thecorequeen.com. Hey, there it is. <laughs> but but seriously, all Same. all business people need something that they can monetize. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You need custom five pound weight, custom uh um um oh, resistance got, bands. I got all of that. Corequeen.com. Corequeen.com. There you go. There it is. And even if don't <laughs> nobody buy it, you got it. Oh yeah. Oh, they buying. Oh, and that's I got good. custom waist trainers too. Mm, see, there it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Get you some supplements. <laughs> they got them white label supplements oh, now. Yeah. Oh, you I'm know what I'm saying? My uh, yep. plant-based protein. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. See, there it is. Mm -hmm. You need product, you need merch. 
yeah. So just apply that hundred dollar rule. If somebody walks up, oh girl, you look good. Oh my God, are you involved with fitness? Oh my oh, God, man. what I got to do? I, I got a hundred dollars. <laughs> I want to spend to look like yeah, you. Get this waist trainer, baby. Boom, exactly. Get this waist trainer. You want to be snatched, and, and I and you can subscribe <laughs> to my my yeah. personal workouts yeah. on my IG channel. Yeah, you know what it. I'm saying? Come on, see. Yes. You got it. You got to have it. And Always. A lot of people don't got it. Mm. Unfortunately. That's a shame. You know? They got IG. I want to play a game with you real fast. Let's do it. Rapid fire. Right. Rapid fire. I ain't going to get you in too much trouble. Man, let's do it. No, I ain't. <laughs> let's see what you got for me. It ain't me. nothing, man. Let's see what you got for me. All right. First question. This is an easy one. Chris Brown or Usher? Usher. For me. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Usher. I'm but I'm 42 years old. So, you yeah. know what I'm saying? If I was 32, it would probably be Chris Brown. Yeah. I'm gonna take you back in the day. Okay. BET Uncut or Rap City in the basement? Rap City basement. I knew you. BET, but see, BET Uncut, <laughs> it was just ass and titties. Like the music sucked. I though. need a tip drill. Yeah. A the, tip. The, the, that, that, they had, they had, look, I had a, uh, there's a guy, he goes by the name of Natalak. Oh, he, he, he lives here in, um, well, he, I think he lives in Columbia, South Carolina, but he used to be on BET Uncut. He's the first person that I ever met. From BET Uncut, he had a song called "Pimp of the City." He had like the he still he still wears hair long and permed out with the pimp cup. But I remember him from BET Uncut, and when I bumped into him, I said, "Yo, you the nigga from?" I'm talking about he had all the naked ladies in the video, oh all the scripts. Yeah, the name is Natalie. Seems like that's regular videos now. Yeah, not nowadays. That's what you hear. They, they were they pioneered it. Sick. Let me just be quiet. You sick of you sick of the I thought rap so and the booties and all it. that? No, 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 no. That's what I, you don't like get some creativity <laughs> in the video. I mean, nah, seriously. Jeez, I'm like, I think the baby like the only one that really come up with like real creative yeah. videos. Yep. Everybody else do the same thing. I yep. Man, I mean, they be on a limited budget. They be like, hey, girl, I got, <laughs> I got, a, I got, a, I got a hundred dollars for you and fifty dollars for whoever else you can bring. I just need y'all to shake y'all ass. For 15 oh minutes. Oh, my God. That's it. Just shake your ass for 15 minutes. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. Erica Badu or Jill Scott? Jill Scott. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jilly from Philly. Mm-hmm. Remember when she was doing a little mic thing? Uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Let me be cool. Erica Badu <laughs> pussy be driving people crazy. I'm I'm fine on that. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Erica, yeah, I'm fine. She got like, that. He wasn't the same after that. Yeah, nah. She got that witch <laughs> pussy. Nah, I'm straight. But Jill Scott, she seemed like she's so pleasant. I know she she like she smell good. She so. definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely. She's very yeah, pleasant. Very she pleasant. Is. Her Need voice that. is just calming. It is. Yeah. Erica Badu seem like you always gotta square up with her. Like she always combative <laughs> about something. Erica, you know what I'm saying? Way. You know, but. Jill Scott seemed like you know, you could tell her something. Yes, baby. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want. How much you do? I give her all my credit cards, whatever you need. Yeah, I love Jill. All right, last one. Traditional woman or a modern woman? Traditional by far. I knew you from the country. You you definitely I'm tra- want traditional, traditional woman. all day. You know what I'm saying? I mean, a modern woman is cool if we're going to be doing business together. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I would I definitely would probably mm. not do business with a traditional woman. Right? Good... I, I, I probably would not. Modern women by far, because the modern woman, she's all about being a hustler, she's all about the mm. money, she's all about the business. She's all about, you know, uh, stacking the bread. Mm-hmm. She's all about uh, flipping the bread. You know, she's a go-getter, mm-hmm. all that. Traditional woman, great at home. Mm-hmm. Great at home. 
because she's going to put the family first. She's going to put yeah. my personal needs first. But business-wise, I would probably have to do too much. Mm. I probably have to do too much. I probably have to take the helm all the time, put everything mm -hmm. up. She would follow directions very good. But sometimes in business, you need people who are going to be go-getters, who are yeah. going to go out here and make it happen for you. I, I'm not able to, 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 to point you in the right direction and tell you what needs to be said or done. Mm -hmm. I need you to go out here and make it happen while I'm over here going to make it happen right. on this end. But um, yeah, yeah, relationship-wise, traditional all the way. Okay. Traditional all the way. Good I mean, because I'm traditional. So, I mean, I can't be with a... I feel like I couldn't be with a modern woman. It, it, it wouldn't work. I, I can't... Well, people just... I don't know why, but probably because they've never been in a relationship with me, so they don't know. But I'm super traditional. On oh, oh, for real? Oh, yeah. Oh, I would have never thought. Oh, now, nah, let yeah. me stop. Yeah. Let me stop. People no. just don't think that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm the biggest softie in the world. I swear. Yeah. Like, super traditional, and it's ridiculous. How many days a week you cook for your man? Well, I cook every day anyway because I'm a coach. I'm a fitness coach. Mm -hmm. I'm a nutritionist, so I cook mm -hmm. every day. So you would just I, I, I cook every day. You could come every day eat with me. Yeah. Okay. I cook, I cook what every about day. rubbing feet? I don't you like feet, feet, but I do. I do it. I don't like feet just in general, but I, oh, I, I mean, my oh, man, I rub his feet. I oil him, massage all that. Oh, stuff. okay. All right. Yeah. I'm a very traditional. Never thought. I always used to think you were more of a of a modern. No, nope, not even close. Okay. I fix plates. Don't come in my kitchen at all. I got okay. that. He don't know where nothing at in there. Splitting the bills 50 50 or 100 100. I, I or oh, he pay 100. You no, pay it's 100. seasonal. It depends seasonal. on who is in what. If he wants to pay them all, I don't care. But I, I don't mind paying all the bills or depends on the season. Oh, okay. All right. That, yeah. Look, that's that. I would have never guessed that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. What if he tell you, you got to put your clothes on, on IG? That's fine. What if he say you can't post no more provocative pictures? Only work only when you're working out. You can wear that. You can wear the you well, can't I don't think I would even date a guy like that though. What if he like baby? You I don't like the fact that you sticking your tongue out on the gram. I wouldn't date a guy like that. You wouldn't you wouldn't do mm -hmm. that? Why not? Because I'm a I'm a I'm a expressive person. So mm -hmm. well, but, you, I, but you, that's you, only just pictures. Like I'm well, not why don't you take the picture? You can send it to me. He takes he's taking the pictures most of the time. Oh, okay. So, I was about like, to say, you know, because yeah, most but, of the pictures he's taking them or because, the concepts he's because you know most of the time stuff is cool, and this is I, I go through it as a man as well. Mm -hmm. Everything is cool whenever you're single. I can get online, I can tell jokes, I can joke about anything, I can repost anything. It's all fun and games. And she'll be right there in the comments. Hey, oh, you're so funny. Oh my god, you have such <laughs> an amazing person. Then the minute we start dating. Now it's like, so you just gonna go out here and entertain everybody? You gotta entertain all the bitches. You you ha ha ha. You a fucking comedian now? <laughs> Wait, hold up. It, it was it was cool whenever you was laughing at it, but now all of a sudden I can't I can't repost Kevin Samuels. I can't repost like I can't re like, all of a sudden now it's a problem. But I know women. The same thing happens with women. See, I'm not like that unless you've done something to make me that way. Like if you. Mm -hmm broken the trust, then I might be there. And I'm still not, I'm just not a clingy type person like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, people going to do what they want to do. So it's nothing I could do about that. Gotcha. I mean, I trust you. I trust you. If I don't, I don't. So do you believe in, I'm going to act a certain way when I'm single, but then whenever I no, am I'm in a relationship. Okay. Gotcha. I'm always the same. I'm, I am who I am. Gotcha. Yeah. I, don't no, I, I pull back a little bit if I'm seeing somebody, but cause, cause I don't ever want, um, 
I don't ever want to give the impression that, oh, you single. I mean, oh, you, you saying, oh, you in a relationship? I can't tell. That'd be the first thing they say. Oh, you, oh, right. I can't tell because of how I conduct myself online. Mm -hmm. Well, because you know I'm, I'm, I'm selling something though. Like I'm, this is my brand. Got like, you. This is who I am. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm an actress. Like I'm a model. I do these things. Got so. you. I'm nothing like this at home. Like, um, yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I look, mean, <laughs> look, I, I'd, be, I'd be the same way. I'd be telling females, like, yeah, you know, that's just the internet. You know, like, I'm having fun. I'm, I'm social. I'm a sociable guy. But yeah, at, at home, it's, you know, I'm over here fixing your alternator. I'm yeah. checking, look, uh, I'm killing bugs. Um, right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm look, I'm cooking because <laughs> I, I, like, just like you, I cook five days a week. You know, the other two days, I'd be telling my son, like, man, y'all got to order some pizza or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But right. for the most part, I cook five days a week. I'm extremely handy. I'm, all, I'm always, you know, sort of taking the, the, the I drive every place. Right. Women be like, oh my God, you drive everywhere. You open doors and you drive. I'm like, damn, niggas, I be driving everywhere. No. No? I mean, no, I mean, that, that's typically how they look at me. Like, mm. no, niggas, first off, they got to have a car. I'm like, damn, niggas don't be having no car. Anyway, let, where the let, collection plate at? <laughs> let me stop. <laughs> let me stop. We can go on and on and on. I'd mm. be surprised. I'm like, man, and you talked to him for how many years or how many months? Oh, like, geez, you, right didn't, you didn't, you mm. you let that happen for that long? Daddy issues. But sometimes that's what it be, man. <laughs> or 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 it be because now we got social media just uh um makes everybody feel like they need to um show off mm. to everybody. So. Even if it's a little piece of a man, if I can show off my man, if I can oh, post I my man, my man, my man, you know I what I'm saying? Nobody. I mean, me either. I, 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 I will, I will only post you the 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 next time or any time. It's been a while since I've even posted a female, but the next time anybody will see a female on my page that I'm seeing will be the video of me on one knee proposing. So, that that and it's gonna come right. out the blue. They be like, "Damn, I didn't even know he was sinner." Or I mean, naturally, I don't hide any. I don't hide anybody. Right. If you see us out, then you see us right. out. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you see us out, you see us out. If you see somebody in the DJ booth with me, or if you see somebody, you know, at a comedy show with me, right. or you know, at an event, then it is what it is. I'm not hiding nothing. Yeah. You know, but not. as far as social media goes, uh -huh. you know, I'll keep yeah. my. I'll take my embarrassment in private. Well, I've. I, I'll put it this way: If I get, I feel like you can't embarrass me until you, my fiance. Well, I'm saying like heartbreaking all like. Oh yeah, no, 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 yeah, heartbreaking. Put, putting yeah, all this out, and then you yeah. like, and then you, then you got to backtrack. Yeah, 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 no, that's that's a bit much. No, that. that's a, that's a that's yeah. a whole lot. That's a whole lot. Yeah, yeah no, I I can't do that, and and that's what that's what prompted me to just come up with my whole, you know, if you see it, look. If if I post him to my page, if you see him on my page, I'm gonna be proposing to her. That's what it's gonna be. Well, y'all will never see mine because I'm not getting married. So, ever? No. Why not? What's wrong with marriage? I'm good. Well, I've been married before. Yeah, I, I can again. I can see you sound like my mom. My mom's like, yeah, never happening again. My parents were married like 32, 33 years. It was mm -hmm. up there. But she's like, yeah, not interested. I'm no, like, damn, you. I want you to get married. I want you to get a boyfriend. I mean, I would do like a, you know a committed relationship. But legally, no, I don't want to do that again. Prenup. Not even that part. I just, I'm cool. Like, we can do a 
Paul well, McCartney or something? But, but a committed relationship forever? Like never take it to the yeah. next step? Same thing. It's just a piece of paper. Yeah. I can get a power of attorney to, to do the same thing. A, a, so don't a wed- you, you won't have a wedding, but you'll still get married. I'm not going to get married at all. You're not going to get married at all? No. Okay. I don't need the government to tell me to split my money with somebody. I get or it. to change my tax bracket. Like, no, I don't need none of that. I mean, but you can be married filing separate, right? Do I don't even need to do nothing. Okay. Five right. attorney and a will, and we good. No, I get it. I totally understand. Yeah, and I want him to stay here either. You got to stay in your own house. <laughs> no, I, no, 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 because because I've never I've never been married, mm-hmm. and I've never lived with a woman. Yeah, never. So I do, I do have those apprehensions myself like could i Mm. like after living on my own for this long could i like that right there is a is a just come visit sleep over each other like could i (laughs) yeah it's it's a lot it's just a a big commitment and it's a lot no i know i i I can i understand i I have a lot of miss you i don't want you to be here every day yeah yeah Anyway, I got one more question for you. Oh, go ahead. This is the question I end my show with. Okay. I ask every guest the same question. What advice would you give 15-year-old David? Um, Invest in Bitcoin. <laughs> I did not expect that answer. Invest in Bitcoin, young nigga. <laughs> oh, my God. Take all that money you making off of mixtapes, all that money that you just over here throwing in the strip club, mm. spending on these hoes. Mm. You know what I'm saying? All that money you just out here using to show off to your friends and, 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 and you just over here blowing on dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Take $5,000 and put it in Bitcoin. If I would have put $5,000 in Bitcoin, mm-hmm. not when I was 15. There wasn't no Bitcoin when I was 15. I think it probably came around like maybe 20, 19, 20 somewhere around there mm-hmm. but if i would have done that i would have definitely been a multi-million <laughs> multi multi yeah because i mean i don't really i haven't I, I i haven't done anything in my life that i like regret like i've never been to jail mm-hmm. so it isn't like i'm gonna be like you yeah, stay away from this nigga you know like right, right. you know don't get wrapped up in this you know um I made a lot of good decisions uh, and even the bad decisions that I made, like I learned so much from them. Uh-huh. Um, I've had a really, really great life, really fantastic life. I've met a lot of great people. Uh-huh. I've had a lot of ups and downs, but man, it's been an adventure. I don't feel like there's anything critical uh-huh. that I could tell myself um that would change the the trajectory of my life to where I am now. Okay. Other than take $5,000 of that money that you blowing, put it in Bitcoin. And when you get 40 years old, 30, 38, 39 years old, Bitcoin is going to peak and you're going to be a multi-millionaire. Take it all out. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I, I feel like I wouldn't be equipped to handle millions of dollars in my 20s at mm. all. And even in my early 30s, I didn't wake up until I was 30. 
the light bulb and it didn't click till I was 30. Yeah. So yeah. Now at like at at oh, and I would probably tell myself, buy out all of the KN97 masks. There's gonna be a oh pandemic. There's gonna be a <laughs> pandemic that comes. Buy out all the masks. Oh my god. There's gonna be a pandemic that comes, and you can make a billion fucking dollars. Yep. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And <laughs> it in the year 2018, start buying masks and just put them in your garage, bro. Mm -hmm. Fill your whole it buy a storage unit and just buy a bunch of masks. It would look at you like he was crazy. And yep, 2020 hit. Because in 2020, boy, <laughs> you about to be out here a billionaire off a of mask. Oh my God. Either yeah. one of the two, Bitcoin or mask. That's what I would tell myself. Okay. Well, that's some good advice. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah, because I mean, you gotta think if I if I had uh a couple million dollars three years ago, whew, mm. oh my god. Business savvy, smart, no real addictions, no vices. Man, I'll put that money to good use. Yeah. I probably I probably own the Hornets. Mm. When Michael Jordan sold, I'd probably be like, How much, bro? Let me you, you let me get that. Well, hindsight. I well, know, right? I guess foresight, because we know now. But yeah. hey, well, I really enjoyed you being on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. I learned so much tonight. That's great. That I didn't know. And I dispelled a lot of rumors that I mm -hmm. heard about you. So I'm so happy oh, that I got you on the oh, show. Oh, that's good. And I didn't tell you any of the rumors. I just wanted to ask questions. Gotcha. <laughs> get you to say what you needed to say. And I'm excited that you got on here and you just said you are just, you're awesome. I'm Thank excited you. that you were here, it. and I appreciate you. Man, look, I appreciate the invitation. You are so welcome. This is a part of the show where I let my guests tell what they need to tell, let people know how to follow mm -hmm. them. If you want to announce anything, promote anything, the floor is yours. Look, um, make sure you text me ASAP, all right? Text me at 843-279-8483. Um, you can get in contact with me for whatever you need. Also, it will automatically sign you up my text blast list that way you can keep up with everything i got going on from my music business classes to my showcases to my seminars to parties promo opportunities that i have um and then follow me on all platforms at dj chuck t so that's facebook instagram twitter TikTok, snapchat <laughs> and i think that's it oh and that's my uh youtube channel as well at dj chuck t um tune in to the reverb music review every monday wednesday and friday at 6 p.m on my facebook instagram and TikTok live um also follow at the foundation of music on instagram um to keep up with my music business classes and find out my dates and when i'm coming to your city that's it, y'all. I told y'all he was the man. But y'all know how we do here at the Core Queen Podcast, where we get fit, we talk shit, and we are getting fit physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. No sugarcoating. Y'all know I'm your girl, the Core Queen, and I help individuals lose weight, get in amazing shape without starving yourself or spending hours a day in the gym. And you big back bitches know what I like to say. Come holler at your girl. Do a consultation with me, and I'll help you out. How many burpees can you do in a minute? I don't know. <laughs> No, oh, you never, you never, you never, I never like timed it. You never timed it. Oh, no. okay. But I, you sorry know, for interrupting. That's you're fine. Well, you know, maybe I'll time it tomorrow. Who knows? Hey, but, <laughs> but y'all know what I like to say. 
please make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit that notification bell. Let your people know about the podcast. If you want to be a guest and I like you enough, I'll let you come on. And we will see y'all next week. We are out.